This is Pastor Chadwick King. I hope you enjoy the ministry of God's Holy Word today provided by the Promise Center Media Ministry. Please share this lesson or sermon with your friends and family. And may the Lord bless you. So we're going to go to Deuteronomy 29, 29. This is kind of the crux of our, of our sermon series, uh, The Forces That Form Your Future. And we're going to uh, read, probably read this every week, so just be ready for that. Uh, forces that form your future. Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says this, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever. They belong to us and they belong to our children forever. So the, the premise of this message is this, is that there are things that belong to God there's a stuff that's in his control, and, and, and he's large and in charge and does what he does, and they belong to him. We don't question that. We're not going to fight against that. We're going to let God be God. Turn to your neighbor and say, let God be God. <laughs> but then there's the stuff that belongs to us. There's the stuff in God's word that we're responsible for, that we need to embrace and use and sow into our lives, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the kind of stuff that, that you are partnering with for the purpose and the will of God for your life. So it's not just, well, whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens is the will of God, and the will of God is just whatever happens. And that's how a lot of Christians have approached their walk with God. Whatever, whatever God just kind of does, then he'll do. And I have no part of it. No, there, there's, there's none of me in this. I want to show you a scripture, Judges 6 and 14. It says this, then the Lord turned to him, talking about Gideon, and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I need you to go with all your strength. And then Gideon's like, hey, I, I, I don't have a lot of strength. He's like, oh, that's okay. God's like, that's okay. You go with what you have, and then I'll back you up with what you don't have. But I need you to get involved and go with what you have. So you got to put your strength into it. And when you put your strength into it, God will step up, step in, and make up the difference. That's good news right there. God makes up the difference. Here's the deal. An unintentional life accepts everything and does nothing. Whatever happens, happens. But what this sermon series is about is about me getting involved, partnering with God in His will for my life. So God's going to do everything that He promises He will do, but He's not going to do anything that He's called you to do. It's a partnership. Everybody say, it's a partnership. All right, here we go. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and 1. This is what we're going to be reading today. And we'll be talking about seasons and the reason for seasons. This is the second force, reasons for seasons, purpose, et cetera, et cetera. How many are enjoying the changing of the season? That was a, here's no, not sure. There's a little bit of rain. It's getting a little colder. Does anybody like get excited when fall comes around, when autumn happens? Now, the first thing I think of is pecan pie. Can I get a witness? All right. Pumpkin pie. Can I get a witness? Gluten-free. Woo-woo. No, just kidding. That's not me at all. Bring on the gluten. Uh, right? The holidays. And one, one of the things that kind of happens in our home is that, like, we get excited for the next deal. So we have, like, these bins, right? Do you guys have holiday bins and, like, holiday clothes? Not holiday clothes, but, like, seasonal clothes. Like, we have these bins, so, like, all my sweaters are in a bin, right? All my jackets are in a bin. 
in, in the storage, and so I've got to go to the storage and pull out spring stuff and all the and, and, and get to the, the winter stuff. And now the, the seasons change, and that's always fun. Just getting in the bins and digging. I, I'm work, I'm processing that right now through through you guys. Thank you for the therapy. But the bins that I still got to go and get through um, later today, go through the bins and get my sweaters and jackets. But, but there's a seasonal change. And the thing about seasons is this, is that they don't, they don't just change one day. You can feel them coming. A little cold front comes through and then a little rain that slows down and it comes back and, and it, it's gradual. And then before you know it, it's, it's winter and then it's spring and then it's summer. And kind of how we are at our home, it's like you're in the middle of winter and you're like, I can't wait for spring. And then it's spring and Heidi's like, I can't wait for summer. And then it's summer and you're like, can't wait for winter, and then it's winter, and you're like, I can't wait for I, I, fall, and then I can't wait for, and you're just constantly kind of like living in the future, and, and so we're going to look at like seasons and the reason for seasons, and I'm not talking about like, you know, uh, autumn, winter, spring, and summer. I'm talking about like spiritual seasons and, and, and divine appointments and, and times that God has appointed for us, certain conditions that God allows, the secret things that God allows but there's a purpose behind it. Watch this. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, to everything, say that with me, everything. Now, this, this is really cool. In the Hebrew, when you break that down, that word everything, you ready? It means everything, okay? So to everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. You, you got to know that these two go together, time and season and purpose. There's purpose to the season. There's a purpose. In fact, the purpose precedes the time and season. There was a purpose that God purposed for your life. And so the seasons are the conditions that God is going to use to get you fulfilled and in your full purpose that he has purposed in him for you. So it says this, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, and to, uh, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose, we don't like that one, uh, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to sow, a time to silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. And then it says this. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? That's a powerful question. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. Watch this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. In its time. Everything is beautiful. Everything is perfect in its right time. And then it says this, also he has put eternity in their hearts. It just means that the compass of your heart always points north. It always points up. There's, a, there's an attraction. There's a connection. That's why we look up. That's why there's the drawing. That's why there's the questions. Okay, God, what, what does this mean? There's always that, that, that pull up. And so we're going to look at this. We're going to look at the reason and season. Can we bow our heads? Heavenly Father, we open our hearts to you. We thank you for this day, and we thank you for your word. Let the word of God fall into good ground, and let it bring forth much fruit in Jesus' name. And everybody say, amen. All right, so here's our challenge. Here's our challenge. Everyone in this room is in a season. You're in some season. Now, I, I may not know what season, 
Um, I, we can help you know what season, but everyone is in a season right now. You are in a season in your life. This church is in a season. There's seasons for churches corporately, but we're going to talk about your personal season, the season of your life right now where you are. And, and everyone's can be different. Let me, let me explain. You can go to the hospital, for instance, and on one floor, someone, a family is weeping and mourning for someone who just passed away. And then on the next floor right above, just, just 15, 20 feet, there's a baby being born, and another family is celebrating. They're entering into a different kind of season. And so there's seasons that we have in our life. And the deal is this, is a lot of times we, 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 we get upset with the Savior when really we're frustrated with our, with our season. Or we, we blame Satan for things not working right now the way we want them to work. And really it's just a season. Some things can't happen, don't happen in certain seasons. So it's important that you understand the principle of seasons. There's just some things. Seasons are about change. It's, it's, not, it, it's not that I'm uh, necessarily changing. It's the conditions around me are changing. And therefore, because of the conditions around me that are changing, there's an opportunity for me to change. Now, a lot of people resist that change. Okay, You ever, you ever met people who they just refuse to wear a jacket in the winter? You know, they go out in their flip-flops, and they go out in their, in their, their summer shorts, and they say, I defy you winter. Well, you can kind of get away with that here in California, but uh, Paul in New England, that does not work. Okay, you're going to get frostbit. Okay, if you, I defy, I reject winter. Winter does not exist, okay? Um, we, 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 we need to acclimate to it. There's a purpose behind winter, all right? And... Um, there's a purpose uh, behind summer and fall. There's a purpose behind those conditions. Those conditions allow the ecosystem and life to move and shift and change and go from one position to another, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, they're, the, 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 the idea of seasons, the church has got to embrace it because seasons aren't your enemy, but there are some frustrations that happen because, but we're in a season, we're going, why isn't it like it once was? Have you ever said that to yourself? Like, man, I was, I was on fire. I was praying. It felt like every time I prayed, I heard God's voice. Every time I prayed for someone, they were getting healed. I, I just look across the room and go, you're healed. And they're healed. And now it's like, you're like, you're trying hard. You're like, what's happening? It feels like you're just, you're, maybe you feel disconnected and you start blaming yourself or blaming God. And maybe there's a seasonal shift and there's a new purpose of what God is doing in your life. So we got to be aware of that. So I want, you, I want to show you something really cool, something that you and I can learn from a little, a little animal, or I'll just use the word animal, uh, insect here, about yay big. Watch what it says in Proverbs 6 and 6. It says, we can learn wisdom from this little thing. It's called an ant. I'm not talking about your ant. I'm talking about an ant. It says this, Proverbs 6 and 6, go to the ant, you sluggard, Consider its ways and be wise. Watch the wisdom that we find in a small little ant. It has no commander, no overseer or rule, ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. It does the right thing at the right time. That's wisdom. To know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. You ever met someone that doesn't have wisdom? They say the right thing, but they're at the wrong time. All right, we won't go any further with that. That's what wisdom is. It's knowing what to do and when to do it. 
So there's seasons. We learn from the ants to do the right thing at the right time. Big win. You got to get this. And so how can you partner with God in his will and purpose for your life if you don't know when you are, where you are, and what God has for you right here and now? I want to show you the, I'm going to give you three season principles. These are three principles around seasons that you got to get. You can write them on the back of your uh, worship guide. There's a place for notes right there. The first one is this. Every season has a reason. Say that with me. Every season has a reason. You got to get that in your heart and you've got to believe it. That's why Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 very simply says there is a season and a time for every purpose. There is a purpose to the season. Now, the season is an unspecified period of time of change to an environment. It's just the environment has changed. Something, something has changed. Things have shifted around you. And here's what you've got to ask. Three questions. What am I supposed to know? What am I supposed to sow? And how am I supposed to grow in this season? One of the guilty things that Christians do all the time is we project you know, forward. Well, we'll do it then. When these things stop happening, then I'll pray. When I, whenever things work out in my life and things get better, then that'll be the season where I can really kind of, you know, put my roots down and start serving God and get serious about this. Can I just tell you, uh, Paul says it's high time to do it. It's, it there's, there's no time like now. He says in, in every situation, be instant, in season, out of season to do good, preach the gospel, do right. So you can't make excuses, but in every season, I want to tell you, you can be blessed. There's a purpose behind every season in your life. There's the, the, the purpose in, in, in autumn is the dying. Things begin to die. In, in, the, in the season of winter, things begin pruned back. Dead, dead branches fall off. Things are being pushed back, pruned back. In spring, it's time to sow. In summer, it's time to harvest. And then it happens again. There's, there's the, the, the cyclical work of the seasons. There's a purpose behind it. I learned this very quickly whenever I moved to Santa Rosa. You know, I just was excited to have a house and have some uh, trees and some things to, like, cut and, and work out my muscles, you know, chop the, and, and, and prune. And so I was excited. Like, I was outside day three or four, maybe, of, of being in our new home and where I'm pruning away, I'm cutting the bushes. And so we have this neighbor, and maybe you have, have had one of these. These are the people that know everything and not afraid to tell it. Come on, somebody. And uh, he runs over. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what am I doing wrong? He's like, you don't prune in the summer. He said, if you prune in the summer, you're going to attract beetles and bugs and da-da-da-da. And I was like, I knew that. I just want to see if you knew that. Now we both know that we both know. All right, yeah, all right. That's not really what happened, but I was like, yes, sir, I'm sorry. But anyways, you, you learn quickly. There's, there, there's right things to do, but you got to do them at the right time. you got to do them at the right time. Here, here's a powerful passage in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 11 and 27. It says, during this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. Famine's coming. There's a shift, a new season. Something's about to change. The environment's going to change. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. 
So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. This they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas, a dude named Barnabas, and another guy named Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. Now I want you to see, this is very important. Saul has been just recently converted. God's doing a work in his life. And now the Lord reveals to the church, hey, there's about to be a uh, there's about to be a famine in the land. And so they shift like their focus and now they start doing food pantry ministry and clothing ministry. And so they, they pick two guys, Barnabas and Saul. Well, why don't you guys come and help? And this is what catapults this guy named Saul to get involved in ministry. He's helping in food pantry. He's helping with clothes and the distribution of goods to the church. That's what he's doing. He starts cutting his teeth and getting his feet wet in this kind of ministry. And what this famine did, what this shift did, it allowed the church to shift and new opportunities for new people to arise. And this guy Saul becomes Paul, who becomes the Apostle Paul, who through the Holy Spirit writes over two-thirds of the New Testament. And it all started with helping someone in a new season. You see, your new season, this new season, is going to create new opportunities that you don't even know are there. You're going to find Saul's become Paul's in this new season. You're going to discover gifts and blessings in your life you didn't even know were there. Don't reject the season. There's a reason behind the season. Amen. Number two, I, I got to just let you know this. Seasons are temporary. They're not going to last forever. Don't judge your Savior by your season. Where's God? Why doesn't he care? Why doesn't he do anything? God doesn't care. And you're in a season, and we all know what it's like to, to be there where, you're, where it's like it's silence. Don't judge your life story based on a season. You've heard me say this before, like any good book, there's many chapters. A good life is like a good book. There's many chapters, many seasons. It's just a chapter. It's just a season. Don't define your life by a season. Okay, you're not defined by that season. You're not controlled by that season. It's temporary. What the enemy wants to do is he wants you to think this is eternal. This is the way it's always going to be. That's the lie he wants to tell you. It's always going to be this way. If you live long enough, you know it's not always going to be this way. You live long enough, you're going to realize the good days come and go and the bad days come and go. This is not going to last forever, but it did have a purpose. So what you have to do is you have to outlast the season. That's why I love that scripture. This too shall pass. This too shall. In this life you will have, but this too shall pass. It's going to pass Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Just as the sun is going to rise in the morning, you can count on it. Joy is on its way. Joy comes in the morning. Say that with me. Joy comes in the morning. See, what a, what a difference a season makes. You know, we got some football fans here. Anybody? Man, maybe that's why you're here at 1115, because you don't care about football. I love you guys. All the football lovers came to the 845. Hands were up everywhere. That makes sense. It just made sense, Jeremy. It made sense. All right. It's all making sense. Making... Okay. So the New England Patriots 
one season, in 2000, they were the worst football team, the worst in all of the league, the worst. In 2001, they were first. They win the Super Bowl. From worst to first, all in the difference of one season. You, you got to know, like, like you, you may feel like the tail, you may feel like the end, you may feel like you're in the back, you may feel like you're not, you're, you're not a, you may feel like you're not there, you don't have it, it's not happening. Can I just tell you, there's a difference a season can make. There's a new season coming your way. And it didn't happen because they just did nothing. They drafted right, got Mr. Tom Brady and the right coach and put all, in the off-season, in the liminal space, in the in-between, what they did in the in-between time. When that next season came, guess what? They were ready to fight. They were ready to step into and become ultimately a dynasty for the last 16 years. What, the, what a difference a season can make, a season in your life. And it's shifting, and it's shifting. So you may be down and out today, and you go, this is going to help me. I'm, going to, I'm moving forward. There's a better day. And some of you today, I mean, you're living on the top. I'm just tell you, hold things loosely. Don't go, why, God, did this happen? Stuff happens. Life happens. Hurts happen. There's the days of not enough, and there's the days of more than enough. Both very important and good seasons. I was talking to a gentleman uh, last week, who, who, a very successful businessman, he said, the best thing that ever happened to me in my life was the recession. He said, I lost a lot of stuff, but I found myself. Right. It was a correction. You know, a recession is really a, a correction in the economy. But you know what? It's, more, it's a correction in people's hearts. Remember, it's not about stuff. Stuff can come and go. Come on, somebody. Seasons can make a difference. Seasons can make a difference. All right. We're going to go to point number three. Point number three, it's all just a test. It's all just a test. I'm going to give you this story very quickly, and, and I'm not trying to be animated. I'm just going to tell you my story. There's About five years ago or so, I got a phone call from somebody and said, hey, I've just been praying for you. I just want you to know you're about to go through a hard season. And those are the, those are the best conversations. Awesome. Do you have any more information? Nope. That's all that God gave me. Awesome. Thank you. Goodbye. Never call me again. That's how I felt. Okay, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I did not realize what was coming. For the next six months, it was like hell broke loose in my life. It was emotional. It was mental. It came from every direction. Woke up, spiritual warfare, six months, literally six months of fighting, waking up and literally my bed shaking, just intense spiritual warfare. Never been through anything like it, ever. The one thing that really kept me was knowing that God had warned me and said, this is coming. Like, you, I, know, I know where you are, and I, and, I, and I, okay, I know at least I'm not crazy. I know that something's happened. I know. And so it, it literally was like four, five, six months, and I'm going, God, I can't do it anymore. It's in my body. It's in my, it's, it's in my mind. It's, it, I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's coming from every, people, it's coming from every direction. It was a time of testing. It was a time of purging. It was a time uh, of, of actually God digging deep into an old reservoir in my spirit and tapping into a, a, a fresh revelation of his grace and his power. God was doing a, a work in me, and it was the conditions that he allowed for me to go through it. 
And I'll never forget getting a phone call uh, just on one of those weeks. And I'm thinking, God, where are you? Because what I've realized is this. When you're taking the test, the teacher is quiet. You ever taken a test before? The teacher's not teaching and talking when you're in the test. And so I'm going, where are you, God? And I finally get, I get another phone call from a different person. He says, hey, I've been praying for you, and God put you on my heart. He just told me to tell you this. It's almost over. It's almost over. And I'll never forget from that day, it was like bad day, bad day, good day, good day, bad day, bad day, good day, bad day, good day, good day, good day, bad day, good day, good week, bad day, good week, another good week, another good week, bad day. And then I, it was like a season, season shifted. And God was just teaching me. There's going to be times. Paul said it. There's going to be, I'm shipwreck. I've learned to be shipwreck. I've learned to be in want. And I've learned to be here. But whatever condition, whatever season I'm in, I've got to know how to find myself and find my God and stay anchored in the word of God. You know what sustained me for that six months? I'll tell you two things. The presence of God and his word. And I'm not talking about presence that I could bring. I'm talking about I had to get out. I, I, like, I was like getting the presence from other people. I was living off ev- other people's overflow. I, was like, I just need someone close to me who can, who, who you can just feel the anointing. Someone you can, I just need to be in church where I can feel. I need to uh, worship. I couldn't get, I couldn't get it. It wasn't bubbling out of me, but I had to get someone who was overflowing and I had to stay connected and I kept the word. I kept the word. I kept the word. And in this time, God's teaching me. God's teaching. He's showing me stuff. He's showing me. He's not saying, Chad, it's over. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to work out. I'm, just, I'm seeing things in my pressure, in the pressing, in the pain. I'm seeing scriptures come alive. I've read this a hundred times, and now it's living. Now it's alive. There's a change. The environment changed the experience. The environment changed the experience. So you can be seduced by a season, or you can be scared by a season. You can be seduced to think, I want to stay here forever. These are the good times. I want to stay here forever. This is what Peter did when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Woohoo! And then Jesus said, hey, I'm going to go to the cross and die. Everything's going to change. And Peter says, don't go. He rebukes Jesus. Jesus has to rebuke him and essentially say, nothing stays the same. It can't always be like this. It's not going to always be like us, you know, me and you 12 and us hanging out and doing all that. It's going to be different. It's going to be better, but it's going to be different. It doesn't stay the same. Jesus addresses this in, in John chapter 16. He says, Verily, truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you now is your grief a time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Jesus tells him, you're about to go through pain. You're about to go through sorrow. You're going to be confused for a little bit. He warns them, you're about to be, it's a season that's necessary, but it's so necessary, I'm letting you know, if you can get to it, if you can get full term, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a joy that the world cannot take away. You've got to endure it. You know, no, no pregnant woman says, hey, I've been pregnant for uh, two months. Let's, let's do this now. No. You know it, how essential going the full term is. 
right? And sending your husband to the taco truck at midnight. And gaining weight together. That's just fun. You just gain weight. Just, you, you know, uh, two tacos, please. Two burritos, please. This was for me. You ate it. I, I'll go back. Okay, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It says, you're going to go through pain, but when the pain, when the pain is, when the, when the joy comes, now the pain is all relative to the joy. You're going to go, that was so worth it. That was so worth it. And now you can't even imagine your life, uh, you know, after having kids, I don't even remember my life without kids. Do you, like, ever think that, like, like, I can't even remember what it was like to, like, not have kids. It was like, it was like a different plane. And so you step into a new season, you go, whoa, that pain brought this joy. And so understand there's a reason to every season. You're going to go through a testing in every season, a testing of your motives, a testing of the small things, a testing of credibility, a testing of authority, a, t- a testing of offenses, being offended, testing of time, testing of lordship, testing of honor. It's all going to be tested, what you do in the good times and the bad times. Some of the, the best of us comes out sometimes in the good times or the bad times. The worst of us sometimes comes out in the good times or the bad times. Every season is revealing our hearts. It's dealing with the screensaver of our lives. What's the screensaver? On a computer, when you don't touch anything for a while, the screensaver comes up. And we don't deal with stuff. There's a natural proclivity for the screensaver of selfishness and comfort to come up. We want what's easiest and most comfortable. And seasons force us to address the change that's inevitable in the purposes of God. When you start following God, there's no sitting down. It's process and purpose and process. And he says, the rest will come when we get up here. But right now, it's seasons. There's times of more than enough. There's times of not enough. There's the days of being single. There's days of being married. There's the days of having our house full. And there's the days of having your house empty. But every one of these seasons, there's a blessing. Maximize the blessing. Find the reason behind the environment of the season that God's put you in and trust his purpose be fulfilled.